Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio, where you can find all of your favorite employment-related shows. I'm Katie Chesney, and you're listening to I Want to Be A, a show where we walk our starry-eyed job seekers through the reality of how to get their dream jobs or careers. And behind every great author is an editor that helped them shape their plot lines, refine their language, and create a publishable story. From children's picture books to young adult fiction to nonfiction, editors guide authors along the correct path towards publication. Julie Roma Sanders joins the show to talk about her career as a freelance editor and how others can enter this competitive industry. Julie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for having me today. I've been an editor for about 13 years. I've worked both in-house as an acquiring editor at Bloomsbury Children's Books and at Chronicle Books. And uh, for the last two years, I've been working as a freelance editor, and I've worked both in New York and San Francisco. All right. So what attracted you to this industry? Initially, I would say just a love of books mm-hmm. is the most primary and obvious thing. And for me, because I work in children's books, it was definitely also a love of working with children and a love of children's books. All right. And did you know that you always wanted to be an editor? Definitely not. It took me a long time to figure that out. It wasn't an obvious choice. I didn't really put it together until I was in college and I had decided to become an English major but didn't know what to do with that degree. And I was spending my summers working at a small independent toy store that also served as a bookstore. And one summer Mm -hmm. I got to spend my time uh, really growing that book section into a thriving bookstore. And that's when I realized that I really love children's books and I loved kids and it made perfect sense to put the two together and figure out how to work in children's books and what that meant from that point. So that's when I started figuring out what it really meant to work in the publishing industry. So you had said that you've been in the industry as a whole for about 13 years and two of that has been as freelance editing. So could you tell us a little bit about why you made the change to being a freelance editor? Sure. It's uh, a lot went into that decision. But I think in the biggest picture sense, I was feeling frustrated as an acquiring editor working for a major publishing house that there wasn't enough time in the day to actually do the work of editing and working closely with my authors. And I was spending all of my time doing that on the nights and weekends, and that gets pretty exhausting. And I really wanted to focus on putting most of my energy into what, for me, is the primary part of my job, which is being an editor and working to better manuscripts with authors and illustrators at the early stages. And so that's when I decided that I would be able to do that more often if I struck out on my own and worked really closely directly with authors at the early stages of their development. Right. So it sounds like you really made a choice that was beneficial both for you um, health-wise, because that's a lot of work, (laughs) and um, just really to push your career forward. So do you recommend having a certain amount of years of experience as an editor with a publishing house before you kind of get into the freelance work? Absolutely. I could not have uh, made any progress as a freelance editor if I didn't have the extensive experience that I had 
I think that relates in, in multiple areas of the work I do now because the majority of my clients come through referrals and existing connections that I have from the years of working in the industry. In addition, I think clients come to me because they trust me and my experience and insight into the industry and how it works. And until you've had some time under your belt really learning how things work, who people are, what are the different houses like, in addition to the basic skills of, of editing, I think you really need to have some time under your belt, make those connections before you can strike out on your own. Probably a few years at least. I'm certainly glad for the many years I had. You could probably start doing freelancing with fewer years. I would imagine it would take probably at least five years working in the industry to really get a handle on who people are and how things work. All right. So just from what I've heard, it sounds like being an editor and being in the publishing industry is very, very competitive. Do you have any quick tips of advice for getting your foot in the door at a publishing house? You can really gain that experience you need before you can start freelancing? Definitely. One of the tried and true ways of getting your foot in the door is through an internship. So those can be just as competitive. Another great avenue for getting into publishing, which is the way I ultimately got into publishing, was through attending a publishing course. There are at least two publishing courses that focus exclusively on teaching you the ins and outs and the different opportunities available in publishing. One is the Columbia Publishing Course in New York City, and the other is the Denver Publishing Institute in Colorado. And I attended the Columbia Publishing Course after graduating from college. And it's basically a six-week boot camp for publishing that teaches you so much about what it's really like and also introduces you to industry players and gives you opportunities to meet new people. And a lot of large companies go specifically to them when they're looking for new candidates. So I think either of those publishing courses are a really excellent way to get your foot in the door. It's kind of like a mini master's, I think. I think another option that could be really helpful is to ask for an informational interview. If you can make a connection to anyone who has any connection in publishing to invite someone to have coffee or lunch, or if you could just pick their brain and ask them some questions about their job. I did that all the time for people who are interested in publishing, and I was always very happy to share those insights with people who were interested in the same things that I was. And I think that can be a great way to make connections. It's also helpful to be in New York City, okay. <laughs> which is where most, most of the jobs really in publishing are. There are some opportunities available in various cities in Boston or Chicago or a few here in the West Coast. But the majority of publishing opportunities are going to be in New York, and it's certainly easiest to get those jobs if you are if you are based in the New York City area. Now, you mentioned um, the educational component of this, like the publishing courses. So what kind of educational background do you have, and is that kind of standard for becoming an editor? In addition to attending the publishing course, which is certainly not a required thing, I have a bachelor's degree from a liberal arts college, and I was an English major. And I would say that that is pretty standard. Most editors are English majors and came to this world through their love of literature and love of books, their love of writing. Though it's not a required degree. I do know people who have other degrees in various avenues of the humanities. But I would say something that gives you Good writing and communication skills is probably the best bet. And in most cases, you probably are, need to have a bachelor's degree. Okay. And when you were in college, were there any extracurricular activities that really kind of helped you along to boost your resume? Definitely. Once I targeted that I wanted to work in publishing, I went about trying to figure out 
how to get as much experience as I could to help build my resume. I would say that two of the very best things that I did was I went to go work for my college newspaper, which taught me about how to use layout programs, which ended up being really helpful in my very first job, learning how to design and lay out a page. And I also learned basic copy editing skills and how to work on a deadline and some good writing skills. And the next most useful thing that I did um, once I really figured out I wanted to work in publishing was to get a job at a local bookstore. And that probably above and beyond was the most useful thing for me because I really learned what was happening in the current marketplace and selling lots of different kinds of books to lots of different kinds of people and really getting a better understanding of what sells, what works, what people buy, and learning a little bit more about the industry. I also joined my college literary magazine, which was helpful. And for me personally, because I'm a children's book editor, I always had jobs that I worked with kids directly, which taught me a lot about how children develop and what different types of books work for them at different age groups. So, and kind of to complement those things that you did throughout college, did you also have an internship? I never did have an internship myself. I was very fortunate that I um, was able to get a job directly after college, after taking the Columbia Publishing course. But finding an internship is definitely a good opportunity if you have the chance to get one. Now, I know earlier you mentioned that you read a lot of books in high school and college, and you really just had a love for literature. Did that really help you determine what standards were acceptable for publishing, or was that just kind of something that was a great, like, beneficial part of being an editor? Sure. I think that a love of reading has taught me some instinctive things about spelling and grammar and and good writing. What I ultimately think I learned about acceptable standards for publishing came both by being an English major where I really learned how to analyze and write about text, which teaches you a lot and gave me a lot of skills for becoming an editor, especially because we do a lot of writing. I write a lot of editorial letters, which is not that different from writing uh, an academic paper. But I think there are some things that you really learn on the job as an editor, so much of the skill set is really developed once you're working and it's hard to get beforehand. And when you take that knowledge of the pleasure of reading and the skills you gained in academia and then learning how to apply them to a commercial aspect is really something that you usually only learn on the job. It's not something that you can generally figure out on your own beforehand. All right. Well, good to know. So could you take us a little bit into the process of finding authors as a freelance editor and what kind of things you you really need to do as an aspiring freelance editor to kind of build your um, your network and um, your audience really so that people know that you're available as a freelance editor? I would say that some of the most useful things that I've done when I started freelancing was to do an email blast to all of my contacts in the industry when I decided to leave my role as an editor at Chronicle and start freelancing, I made sure I let everyone know. And so I contacted all of the authors and illustrators I'd ever worked with. I contacted all of the literary agents that I worked with and some of my other friends who worked at different publishing companies around the country. And so I made sure that I got the word out about what I was doing and and my availability as an editor. And I've also made phone calls. I would have phone dates with agents and other authors and checking with people to let them know that I was available and what I could offer. Another thing that I found very helpful is to have my own website, which is a place that people can go to learn more about uh, what I offer, what my rates are, what my background is. 
And those have been really essential um, because so many of my clients have come to me through those initial connections when I have an author I've worked with. And that author may have a friend who's a writer who's also trying to become published and they might give them my name to suggest that they uh, contact me to help them get their manuscript into shape. So those aspects have definitely been the best ways I've been able to, to gain clients. I think it's also just having a solid reputation in the industry and um, having successful books that I've produced and that I can show my work that I am able to produce quality work for people has been really important. And in the meantime, I think it's a, a lot about networking and keeping your name out there. So I do my best to try to stay connected with the industry and community in various ways. I also work part-time as a bookseller, going back to my bookselling roots from way back at the beginning so I can stay connected to the industry and uh, to writers and readers uh, in our community. Now, do you only work with um, independent authors or do you sometimes work with publishing houses who need a little bit of extra help to get some projects finished? Definitely. I have worked for both small and large publishers who've hired me to take a manuscript from the very beginning when it's a Word document all the way through to being a finished book. And I've also worked with literary agents who have clients that have developing manuscripts that they're trying to sell. So those are also great avenues as a freelance editor that you can pursue in addition to working with independent authors. And how did you go about kind of pursuing those connections and really building those relationships with different publishing houses and literary agents? Those really came from having spent many years working directly with literary agents as an acquiring editor. And so I had those relationships. One of the uh, small publishers that I've worked with, actually, I was referred to them by another freelance editor. So I think in addition to having past connections with people in the industry that I knew through various years of working together, I made a connection with another freelance editor and I asked her for advice when I was starting out and she was too busy to take on this client. And so she passed them my way. And that has been one of the great ways that I have found a lot of work. So I would definitely encourage people to build a community within other freelancers, as well as keeping up a community with colleagues and and professional connections that you may already have. Just getting to know as many people as you can in the industry. So we've talked a lot about what it took to get you to where you are now as a freelance editor. So could you walk us through your typical day and how long it really takes you to work through one project from start to finish? Sure. Um, I would say that uh, my typical day can be varied. I try to spend a little bit of time every day reading a finished book (laughs) to Mm -hmm. keep myself sharp and current, especially because I'm also a bookseller and I love books. I have to kind of feed my inner reader. And so that's something I try to kind of start my day with. And then you have the typical email check, which everybody has to go through. And I also spend time every day uh, reviewing pending projects and sending estimates to writers who contacted me and asked for a review. I will put together an estimate of what I think would be the right service for them and what the cost for that would be. And then I spend time uh, every day doing reading and editing projects. And I probably most days take a little time to have a phone call with someone, um, often a client who wants to learn more about what I offer, or I may be having a conversation with an author where we're midstream in a project and we need to talk something out. 
And so often I'll have a phone call going on. And occasionally I will have in-person meetings on a consultant basis or when I'm trying to make a networking connection with, with someone new. So those are probably the most typical things that I do as a freelance editor. All right. And what type of hours do you typically work? Is it kind of like evenings, early mornings, whatever is best for you? I'm very fortunate that I can be really flexible with my hours. I work 10 hours a week at a a bookstore, so that kind of gives me a a bookended schedule to kind of separate my time a little bit. So I usually work mornings and afternoons, and occasionally things get get busy and I have a big project I want to finish. I'll tap into the weekend, but it really just depends on the projects that are on my plate, which can turn around time for those can be anywhere from two to six weeks, depending on how many other things I have going. And the time I spend on a project can also really vary widely from a very basic overview of a picture book manuscript might be only a couple of hours of work versus a really substantive edit for a long novel might be 20 hours or more of work spread out over several weeks. So what kind of skills are essential to be an editor and to have a really successful career as an editor? That's a good question. It's a little bit hard to answer. I would say that, as I mentioned before, that um, writing skills and good communication skills are probably the most essential basic things that you need to be able to have as an editor because you will use those every single day. I think good relationship and people skills is also really important because people need to feel that they can trust you with their work, which is often their baby and something that they have nurtured and care a lot about, and they're putting it in your hands to help them shape it. So there needs to be a level of trust with the authors that you're working with and ability to communicate openly with them in a positive way that encourages them and helps them figure out how to move in the best right direction for their project. So that's definitely important. I think it's also important to be a fast reader because you do so much reading and being able to get through reading quickly while still retaining on what you've read is definitely helpful. And um, when you're starting out, I would say that it's being willing to do a lot of grunt work um, mm-hmm. is definitely valuable. Um, you know, And that can carry through your career where you have to spend a lot of time reading things that are maybe not Nobel Prize winners or Pulitzer Prize winners. Uh, literature, you probably are reading a lot of first attempts at manuscripts and at writing and things that are not great and not publishable. And you have to be willing to get through those difficult things to find, find the gems. And I would say in addition, when you're starting out and in editing, it's a lot of administrative work. And so being willing to get through those testing to, to find the gems and get to the really exciting parts um, is definitely valuable. All right. So kind of to segue into this, is there a certain kind of personality or work ethic required to be successful? I imagine there was quite a lot of patience when you had to read through a manuscript that wasn't essentially publisher, like published material. <laughs> sure. I think the most important kind of personality as, uh, aspect is probably being self-motivated because so much of the work is really you one-on-one by yourself with a manuscript and you have to be able to keep yourself on task and on deadline. And often deadlines are really far out or non-existent. And so you may have to set a deadline for yourself to keep going and keep your, as they say, your butt in the chair um, day in and day out is probably one of the the biggest challenges and the most important aspects of, of being successful. And then I think that 
being willing to kind of take something that you're really passionate about and channel that into your job. And I think having the the love and passion for reading and writing is probably one of the most important and necessary things you can have to find success. And speaking about um, love and passion for reading and writing, what do you really love about your career? I think the thing that I love most is the opportunity to work with such incredibly creative and talented writers and illustrators. I am myself not someone who really loves creative writing or creative storytelling. I love tinkering with it, and I love the behind-the-scenes aspects of developmental editing, but I myself am not someone who wants to be a writer on the forefront. So I feel really honored to get to work with such amazing and talented people. And when you're making a book at the end of the day, you are putting something into the world that is so valuable and so lasting. And that is a really cool feeling to know that you can send something out in the world that can last for a really long time and touch so many people across such a wide audience. I think it's pretty rare and very cool. If you had to do this all over again and kind of experience your same career path, would you do it again or would you do anything different to kind of change your trajectory and where you ended up? Um, I would say I, I feel really happy now with my life and where I'm at. I'm fortunate to be able to work as a freelance editor, which is a really awesome lifestyle if you can make it work because I have control over the amount of work that I do and the time that I do it and which work I do. And that's a pretty special thing in the long run that um, I hope will allow me to have a sustainable career is also being a healthy person. And, you know, if would I do anything differently? I think where I am now, I can't say I have any regrets. If I had wanted to pursue a little bit of a higher trajectory in my career, I think it would have benefited me to stay in New York where there are more opportunities for work, whereas when I moved to the West Coast, there are very limited other places to work. And so I may have had more opportunities to go further career-wise if I stayed in New York, but I think I would have burned myself out in the process. So I think ultimately it worked out for me personally the way it did. Well, I'm really glad that it did work out. Now, we are running out of time today, and I really like to ask our guests if they'd like to share any final tips or pieces of advice before we wrap up today. I would say that, you know, working as an editor can be incredibly rewarding. Uh, You put a lot of time and effort, sometimes years of effort into a project. And so when you put something out into the world and it touches people, that that's a pretty special experience and one that's totally worthwhile. I would say advice-wise, the best thing you can do is to take time to learn and explore on your own and do whatever you can to find out about what it takes to be a good editor or what the different opportunities in publishing are if you're interested in it. And then to be nimble and flexible um, as the industry is changing so quickly right now with self-publishing and digital publishing, it's a whole new ball game. And so keeping your mind open to all the different opportunities and exploring what those might be can probably serve you very well. I don't think that books are necessarily going away, but I know for sure that storytelling is never going away. And there will always be a need for strong content managers to help make sure that the best stories are getting out there in whatever form they are. So being willing to work with stories in whatever form is definitely going to serve you well. All right, everyone. That's it for today on I Want to Be A. Thank you for joining us and sharing your experience and expert advice, Julie. Thank you so much, Katie. I really enjoyed it. 
To find more employment-related shows, head over to aljnradio.com. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future shows, send me an email at aljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. And once again, I'm Katie Chesney with LJN Radio, and I'll see you next time.